Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whatever tricks Trump may use to remove Robert Mueller, they will not automatically shield him from accountability. That's what Elizabeth Holtzman says. She's a former member of Congress from New York who won national attention for her work on the House Judiciary Committee during Watergate. She was subsequently elected District Attorney of Kings County, which is Brooklyn. She's a Harvard Law graduate, author of the book, The Impeachment of George W. Bush, A Practical Guide for Concerned Citizens, and she's a contributor to The Nation magazine. It's an honor and a pleasure to say, Elizabeth Holtzman, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for saying that, John. It's a pleasure to be on your program. Well, we've worried for a long time that Trump could fire special counsel Robert Mueller or he could pardon everyone being investigated by Mueller, which would end those investigations. But now we have news that Mueller has teamed up with the attorney general of New York State, Eric Schneiderman, on their investigation into Paul Manafort and his financial transactions, and that Mueller and Schneiderman have shared information and discussed legal strategy. What is the significance of this cooperation in view of our concerns about Trump firing Mueller or pardoning his targets? Well, I think it shows several things. It shows, first of all, that Mueller is a a very smart prosecutor because Uh, He's saving resources or taking advantage of the work of other prosecutors. But it also shows that Mueller is a very smart fellow, not only with regard to how to prosecute a case, but how to deal with the, um, what you might want to call, outside interference. It wasn't too long ago that President Trump said he had complete pardon power. It's not at all clear that what he meant by this, was he trying to send a signal to people who were about to testify, his son uh, and uh, some uh, other uh, campaign associates who were going to testify before Congress, was he sending them a signal to Stonewall? Was he sending the signal that he could pardon them and they wouldn't have to tell the truth? It's unclear what that was about, but there's no question that as a result of that, statement by President Trump that his pardon powers were complete, that people became extremely concerned that Trump himself would issue pardons to himself and to all his associates in connection with the Russia investigation. So Mueller, whether he intended it or not, is sending a very strong signal to people who are subjects or targets of the investigation into possible collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. And the message is the president can't exonerate you just by a pardon because the president's power to pardon is limited to federal offenses and it does not cover state offenses. So what Mueller is saying is, uh, yes, Mr. Manafort, uh, maybe President Trump will pardon you, but that's not going to get you off the hook because you can be uh, theoretically be prosecuted under state laws. And by the way, looking for a state pardon 
Trump associates would have to be looking to Governor Andrew Cuomo for a pardon, and the likelihood that he would grant one is probably zero to minus. <laughs> okay. So the the feds can prosecute crime, some crimes that state attorney generals can't, of course. Correct. Uh, Starting with crimes committed outside the state of New York, what else can Mueller investigate that New York State Attorney General Schneiderman cannot investigate? Well, Mueller can investigate the firing of Comey, for example. <laughs> for example. Uh, that's a federal, uh, that was the firing of a federal official and uh, an obstruction of justice, potentially. That's something that Eric Schneiderman wouldn't have the jurisdiction to investigate. On the other hand, it may be that Eric Schneiderman's investigations into financial activities by Mr. Manafort could lay the basis for prosecution of Mr. Manafort on state charges, but that might be sufficient to get Mr. Manafort to talk about what he knows about the Trump campaign, Trump himself, and collusion with Russia. Even if the state charges assuming there is a basis for them, uh, don't relate to any federal offense. They could become a basis for putting pressure on Trump campaign officials to cooperate with law enforcement authorities. You uh, mentioned Trump's firing of FBI Director Comey as a potential obstruction of justice. Uh, the Wall Street Journal is uh, reporting that Trump's lawyers have filed papers uh, arguing that the president has the authority to hire and fire, and therefore it could not be an obstruction of justice for the president to fire the director of the FBI. Uh, you're a, you're a former uh, prosecutor. Could that be correct? Well, I think the intent is going to be critical in that matter. I mean, an obstruction of justice requires a corrupt intent. And if the purpose of the firing is to stop an investigation, then that corrupt intent may well exist, and that may be a basis for the prosecution. In addition, and this is very important, even though the president may have the full authority to hire and fire anybody, if he's doing it for the purpose of obstructing an investigation, that becomes an impeachable offense. Remember, one of the grounds for the impeachment of Richard Nixon, the vote for impeachment by the House Judiciary Committee, was his was Nixon's firing or causing the firing of the special prosecutor, yeah. Archibald Cox, who was closing in on him, wanted White House tapes that could reveal whether Nixon himself was involved in the cover-up. So, yes, Mr. Nixon may have had full authority, constitutional authority. I'm not conceding that, but let's even assume he did. There's no, that was a basis for his, uh, the vote for impeachment. So, you know, just uh, claiming that the president has constitutional powers to act doesn't mean that his use of those powers can't be an abuse of power. And uh, firing Comey in order to stop an investigation if it's done for that purpose, could be the basis of an impeachment as well as the basis of a prosecution. Well, thank you for taking us back to the House Judiciary Committee, which, of course, you were a key member of that committee when it drafted articles of impeachment against Nixon. The articles of impeachment covered uh, obstruction of justice, abuse of power, 
and contempt of Congress. I wonder if you have any uh, advice or wisdom to offer to our current House Judiciary Committee. Well, I think the House Judiciary Committee has a major responsibility to protect the country from uh, the destruction of its democratic and constitutional system. That's what impeachment is about. The framers of the Constitution, they may not have known names of the presidents who would abuse power, but they knew it could happen because they were wise people and they'd seen how monarchs and other executives had abused power. So they created an impeachment process to protect our democracy. And that's really what's at stake when a president, as uh, we are seeing to some extent now with Mr. Trump, when a president takes the law into his own hands and puts himself above the rule of law, we cannot have a president decide who is going to investigate him and whether or not he's, going to, he's committed a crime. There is a rule of law. Whether you're president of the United States or a beggar on the street, there's a rule of law that applies to everyone equally. Uh, and the minute we abandon that, we're on the way, on the way to dictatorship, fascism, and loss of our basic freedoms. So the, the House Judiciary Committee, there was a very interesting article in a kind of middle-of-the-road blog called Lawfare just a few days ago saying that the House Judiciary Committee should commence impeachment proceedings or a pr- impeachment inquiry because of the abuses of power that have taken place. Uh, not just the abuse with regard to uh, the Russia investigation, but the abuse of power with respect to um, the pardon of um, Sheriff Arpaio. And uh, all of these things should be looked at, but I, I just want to bring people's memory, if they, if they were alive during Watergate, or uh, cause them to reflect on this point, that impeachment took place in the end uh, not because Congress said we've got to remove the president, because the, but because the American people said enough is enough, and we're not a banana republic, and the president can't decide who's going to prosecute him, and the president is not above the law. And that's what forced Congress to act. So you have to have egregious acts by a president. We have some very egregious acts here. And you have to have the American people saying this is not tolerable in a democracy. And the minute you have those two things, the president needs to be held accountable, and the House Judiciary Committee needs to be alert to that. Of course, the Robert Mueller's investigation is just getting started, and we don't know much about what he has found. But what, what to you, are the most important elements that could lead to uh, impeachable offenses here? Obviously, firing of Comey looks like an obstruction of justice, especially since he said in his interview with Lester Holt that it was about the Russia thing. Beyond that, what's at the top of the list of what are the most significant, the most dangerous things that Trump has done to endanger our democracy? Well, for example, misleading the American people about the nature of his son's meeting with the Russians, rather than making a clean breast of it and telling what happened, he played a key role in trying to mislead the American people. I think the efforts to stymie the Mueller investigation are also very serious. For example, the efforts, and we don't know whether this is really, where it's speculative, uh, really what was behind uh, what was in Trump's mind, but all the attacks on on Attorney General Sessions. 
were those attacks designed to get Sessions to resign and allow Trump to appoint uh, a new attorney general who could remove Mueller? We don't know that, but that needs to be looked at because that could be grounds for um, possible obstruction of justice or impeachment. So those are, I would say, very serious things. That And the attacks on Mueller himself, you know, saying that the Russian investigation is a hoax, it's fake news. I mean, we have one of the most highly respected law enforcement officials in the country who's assembled a team of highly respected prosecutors to look into this and to call it a fake, a hoax, fake news, um, a witch hunt, and so forth. It just flies in the face of reality and is an attempt to an attempt to undermine the investigation, which is not what a president should be doing. And he's treading on very dangerous grounds, Mr. Trump, by emulating Richard Nixon. Elizabeth Holtzman, you can read her article, Trump Messes with the Russia Investigation at His Own Peril at TheNation.com. Elizabeth Holtzman, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.